Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How's it going, gang? It was um, it's a rough one. It was a rough one this past weekend as the Black Bears head up to Lewiston, Maine for the first time this season. And it was not, not, a, not a happy place for them. It was a rematch of the East Division Final. And uh, a little bit of a reversal of fortune when all was said and done. Uh, we'll start off on Friday night, as we are wont to do. Friday the 13th, a lot of, a uh, little bit of odd things happening between the two sides. Uh, not really, actually. It was pretty whatever game uh, with all the buffers and everything like that on NHL TV. Uh, they did have a new face in net as Owen LePac comes down uh, from Youngstown, and he made his first appearance for the Black Bears, and he was tested early and often in the first period. The speed of the Maine Nordiques is something that has been their calling card for these five years, and it continues uh, this time getting behind the defense, making a lot of passes uh, that just hit their guy, their lead guy perfectly, getting a lot of chances on LePac, but luckily up to the task on those odd man rushes and breaks. 20 shots to eight, Maine was out shooting in the first period, but they only mustered one goal, which was okay, I suppose. A little bit of penalty trouble in the later frame, and uh, that resulted on a power play goal. Nick Romero pots home his eighth of the season on the rebound at the side of the net, and the bad guys go up one nothing with two minutes uh, to go, and that's what it was after 20 minutes of play. Maryland did get their offense going, uh, starting to dictate the pace of play very, very early, but Tommy Heaney was in net, and he was playing stellar for Maine in the first two frames, getting tested more in the second frame, obviously, than the first. Solid, though, for the Black Bears. Uh, towards the end, towards the middle, rather, a little roughing, a little, uh, little familiarity between the two sides, and uh, they got that sorted out. Nothing happening there. one nothing going into the third period. That's when things started to turn a little bit in uh, the uh, in the main Nordique direction. And while the Black Bears had a power play to start the third period, they uh, did not find the back of the net. But in a counterpunch, uh, Cody Pizarek puts home his fifth of the year during a transition of uh, play there. And then that's, that is what it is. Maine goes up two to nothing. It was a battle back and forth until the last five minutes when Nick Romero pots home his second of the evening with a uh, another odd man rush going the other way. Maine goes up 3-0. Maryland does get on the board. Jesse Horacek on a nice little drop play uh, from Dimitri Kebrew. Horacek, his fifth. Dimitri Kebrew, his tenth assist of the season. Keaton Lipset, his fifth assist of the season. Black Bears uh, get on the board 3-1, and then moments later, Pizarcek with another goal, six, uh, six on the season into the empty net. And the Black Bears dropped this one 4-1. to one. Owen LePac with a solid game, 36 saves on 39 shots overall. Not bad for your first performance in the NAHL, but uh, Black Bears are looking to find answers on Saturday. And the start for the Black Bears was not great, even with the, uh, the shutout master that is Colin Ronan and net the Black Bears go down early, 128 in while on a power play. They give up a shorthanded goal to Shane Cozzolina, puts it home for his third of the year, and the Black Bears down early, one nothing. But in the same power play, they respond this time. Local boy Luke Rubing puts his second 
of the year into the back of the net off a nice little redirect from Dylan Gordon. His shot right on the tape of uh, of Ruben. Ruben taps it home. That's uh, Ruben's second, Dylan Gordon's first assist, and then Evan Sofakitas, his ninth assist of the year. Black Bears would get uh, a little bit feisty with Maine as Luke Amell and Nick Ram go into, uh, they get a little, uh, you know, how you doing, how you doing, and away they go for a fighting in the second. That sparked the Black Bears a little bit as 12.09 in the frame. Matthew Croxel tipped home another uh, Dylan Gordon shot for his fifth of the year as Croxel's. Dylan Gordon's second assist, and Kareem El-Bashir getting a tap on that as well for his 11th assist of the season. Black Bears up 2-1, to one, and then, hey, don't blink or you'll miss it. As 43 seconds later, Captain Kebrew finds loose puck in the slot, rips it home over the shoulder of Thomas Haney for his fifth of the year. Michael Ergo with his fourth assist, and Jesse Horacek his fourth assist on Kebrew's fifth. Black Bears in control, 3-1. to one. Black Bears doing what they can, and... Penalties being an issue again in the third period for the Black Bears. A double minor for slashing, another boarding call. And while the penalty kill was able to kill that off, it's one of those things you don't want to get in the habit of doing because, yeah, it's going to bite you in the end. I mean, uh, your your penalty kill can only do so much. They did have some solid chances on those penalty kills. Let's not be, uh, not be uh, a little bit glib about it. But the fact that uh, you did have to make those plays shorthanded, not ideal at all. Even so, Black Bears in control to the last minute. Black Bears uh, trying to seal the game, trying for the open net, couldn't get it, iced it a couple times. That put the face off in the offensive zone for Maine. And then Charles Tardif uh, puts one home with only 26 seconds remaining. Uh, 25-5 if you want to be super accurate about that. He puts home his seventh at the side of the net, and the Black Bears are only up by one by a score of three to two, and then wouldn't you know it, uh, 20 seconds later, with only 5.5 left, Tardif again finds a loose puck. Black Bears were scrambling. Maine was working the puck around. You got to hand it to him. There's a block in front that the Black Bears should have just kind of went down and, and froze the puck. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, they tried to uh, pop it out of the zone, couldn't get it out of the zone. Three guys behind the defense, and Tardif gets his eighth, and we have a tie game with 5.5 left, left, and then we go into overtime. Black Bears at least pick up a point. They do get a chance in the overtime period, but on a delayed call, uh, the uh, main Nordiques strike again. Nick Romeo with uh, his 10th of the year. Pots it home on an odd man rush. Nice little drop pass from Tardif, and in the net it goes off the inside of the pad of Colin Ronan. And that's all she wrote. Four to three, the final in this one. Maryland gets swept on the weekend. Twenty-five saves for Ronan in this game, and uh, we'll hear from uh, Coach Clint Millamock. We'll hear from Mike Ergo. We'll hear from Matthew Croxel here in a bit. But uh, sentiment across the board is just one of those things where they have to have that mentality of, of winning and and things like that. And uh, kind of the first adversity this team's kind of faced this year, if we're being kind of honest with everybody. I mean, they've they've kind of had a good vibes going, and they still have good vibes going. Let's not kid ourselves here. But, I mean, you, you look at everything that's gone on, and, uh, man, uh, now they have to look into what uh, look inside and see what they can pull out of it and see what kind of uh, lessons they learn from this. Yeah, without any further ado, we will start off uh, the interview segment. Yeah, we will start off here with the Coach's Corner. Here is head coach uh, Clint Millimock. 
Coach Clint Millamock joining us right now. Coach, tough weekend up in Maine. What did you guys learn from this past weekend? Uh, I mean, we would actually, ironically enough, we had the same thing last year in, in Maine where we coughed one up late and then they got us in overtime. And it's just, it's a learning thing. Like we did some video and we watched and and we had um, a lot of guys f fleeing the scene before before they took care of business, trying to score a goal. And, and we just learned that, hey, like first things first, protect net out instead of above the net trying to score and it's just like nervous nervous you could see that the guys were just scraping up pox they weren't lifting sticks and you know the one thing i i try and teach is find the gray areas too cheap like in, in not in a bad way in a good way where you don't have to get off the puck when you're on you can stay on it um you know getting pucks out we had a chance right away to clear we had a chance for empty netters so it was just like like a lot of stuff a lot of guys you know, in, in, in situations they may, maybe weren't in last year, and, and they'll learn from it. And then, of course, now they seem to be a little more dialed, a little more dialed in when we talk about these things and work on five on six and how important it is to trap pucks, kill, kill the clock, um, get that clock moving as much as you can. So it's a learning tool, and, and uh, we'll, we'll be better for it. So it's a little bit of a wake-up call because you guys have been pretty good in the early going. This seems like a very good test of adversity for the team. Absolutely, and, and you know, the other thing too is is be nice to be healthy and and that was part of the problem at the end too was winning the face off. Uh, I had two of my my were um, three centers that that are at home and you need the puck. You got to win face offs. I thought we did a good enough job. I think in the end though, like like get some killer instinct and 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 put them put them to bed. We had a chance at three one, um, and even during the game we had we had some odd man rushes, breakaways, and you got to have that killer instinct and and you. You can learn that a little bit as you go, and, and I think that it, it'll, um, I would say, tick off a lot of our guys that, that we came out of there with one point instead of, instead of um, uh, two. When you look at what you guys have this weekend against New Hampshire, one of the new teams, another team in the East Division, every point matters. How much is that being drilled home by the coaching staff that, hey, we got to get these points when we get them? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the points all matter at the start of the year, middle of the year, end of the year. Like, every, points, every point is huge, and... Uh, we can always point back to one year we missed the playoffs by one point, so it, it does matter. Um, and we can't we can't um, you know throw them away. And the message for our guys is every team in our division is it's a battle. I don't in our league it doesn't matter who you play. Every night is tough. Um, there are no gimmies. There's no easy easy points. And and New Hampshire, I mean, they've had a really strong start and and. You know they've built up a pretty good, a pretty good program to start the, to start their inaugural season, and and if, if we're taking them lightly, I don't know what to, what to tell you because the the message from us is like these are not going to be easy games. They're winning, um, they're hard to play against, and they have good goaltending. So uh, we're going to be challenged for sure. When you look at now, we're getting into the middle part of the season, rosters and things like that. For you as a co uh, coach and a GM, putting on your GM hat, how do you look at what this the the mold of this team is supposed to be? Um, trying to same be the same every year is is competitive, smart. Like you know, we don't just chop pucks up the wall and, and slap it out. We we try and make plays and and uh, create possession. And we're just trying to keep f making sure we're working on those like possession things. Like even at, at exiting defensive zone, I thought this one thing we did great against Maine is they took away the walls. Let's use the middle, and we we kind of slice and dice them for f 58 minutes. And, and uh, did a good job of exiting our zone. And, and that's one thing I like about our team is I feel like they're, they're coachable, they're smart. Uh, we can move pucks, we can get teams in transition. Uh, conversely, we, we have to get better at possessing the puck in no zone and not 
going in, making one play, all of a sudden it's back up down her throat. So, so that's kind of what we're looking to keep building on and trying to find those pieces and, and, and developing those, those habits in our game. And I think being at home probably helps a lot too. Guys don't have to go on the bus. You guys don't have to make that long trip and you're in front of your home fans too, right? Yeah, it's always fun to come here, but you know what? I think it's fun to come here if you're a visiting team. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for a fact a lot of coaches really enjoy the atmosphere and, and they, their players feed off it. You, we go on the road, and some teams don't seem to be as animated as they are when they're here because our fans do do bring that environment of excitement and intensity, and and uh, it kind of wake you up, I guess, when you're on the ice and know that you're in, you're in a real atmosphere. And it's always fun. It's, it's just a great atmosphere as, as as a player and as a coach, whether you're on the opposing team on our bench. Head coach Milmock, thank you, sir. Thank you. We now go to uh, one of the forwards and a, a local product as well, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, being a local player. Uh, and this is uh, forward Mike Ergo from the Black Bears. Here with Black Bears forward Mike Ergo. Mike, thanks for joining me. How's the season gone so far for you uh, in the early going? Uh, it's, going it's going pretty well so far, I'd say. Uh, meeting a lot of new guys, and I really like the team. Culture's great. Like uh, Everyone's really hard work. A lot of hard workers on the team, and everyone's getting along well. So I don't think it could get besides besides outside of winning every single game. I don't <laughs> think it could get much better than this. And uh, this past weekend, a little adversity up in Maine. What did you guys learn out of that as a team? Uh, we just gotta like coach was telling us yesterday. We played a great 58 minutes in that second game on Saturday, but last two minutes we just like we got to play a full 60 minutes and just be able to close games out because I think we all kind of thought we had it. And we were confident, but we just kind of lost focus at the end there, and you know we paid for it. So I think this week at practice we've focused on some of the stuff that went wrong, and I don't think we're going to let that happen again. <laughs> what what good can you take out of a weekend like that? Of course, a lot of adversity, but you know, like you said, fifty eight good minutes. But what yeah. good things out of the game can you guys take? Um, we pl I thought we the entire team had a great game on Saturday, Friday. I think we're just trying to push that one up, <laughs> push that one yeah. out of our minds, but. We did a lot of good things on Saturday. Like we went over in video, like our breakouts were good. We were pretty crisp and forecheck was good, which wasn't the case on Friday. So we fixed a lot of that stuff. And like I said, this week in practice, we've been touching up on all that and dialing it in for this weekend. So definitely learned a lot though. When you look at you being one of the many Maryland natives we've had both go through these doors for the Black Bears, how does it feel for you to play close to home? It's awesome. Like I don't think it get much better about 25, 30 minutes away from the rink, and a lot of the guys on the team, like Dimitri, Jesse, Stitz, who's out right now, but he'll be back. I played with them growing up, so it was just a really easy adjustment coming in for this year, so it's awesome. I love it. What do you, what's the one thing you take uh, new guys around to see? What's your one spot in Maryland? Oh, boy. Food, food or otherwise? I mean, there's some kids... I think there are some kids that have never been to like Chick Fil A before. Oh, but oh, Raising Canes. Okay. Raising Canes is a big one because that's that's newer here, so that's been fun. <laughs> I think some of them are actually there right now. <laughs> we'll get you out of here with this one coming into this weekend back home again. How's it feel playing in front of the home fans? It'll be fun. Yeah, because we haven't had too many home games this year, and we've been away for I think past two weeks, so it'll be fun to get back in front of the home crowd. Looking forward to it. Excellent, Mike Ergo. And we'll finish off this round here with uh, an, a, one of the newcomers for the Black Bears and a huge contributor so far this year, and uh, forward Matthew Croxel. Matthew Croxel, the Maryland Black Bears, joining me right now. 
tough weekend against Maine, but what did you guys take out of it on the good side? I mean, I'd say kind of how to win because we didn't really play to win. Like the last two minutes, you kind of felt soft, like lost focus of what it takes to like win a game. So I guess like, you know, winning battles, like just getting pucks out, just like the little things. I say we learned to just focus on doing that to be successful. For a tough weekend like that, what does a, a week of practice look like for you guys? Is it, is it tough? Is it just kind of getting back to basics? Um, a little bit of both. Like definitely, it works us harder, but then also just kind of focusing on what needed the most improvement from the games. When you look at coming in to Maryland this year, it's your first year here, how has it been in terms of transition for you playing? Um, at first, probably big, just the speed and battles, just playing against older guys that have been bigger, stronger, and have played here for longer, just kind of getting used to all that. But other than that, it hasn't been like too crazy. And then living away from home is different. That's the biggest thing about yeah. living away from home. Um, uh, just not like your parents aren't around as much, so you kind of mm -hmm. like call them if you need anything or just stuff like that. Meals and things like that a little tough for you? Or you yeah, <laughs> the yeah. bullets have been good with like getting me food at least. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a plus. Yeah. Um, how about the, the leadership team here? A lot of guys who have returned as well. How have they made you feel welcome onto this club? They've been great, you know, from day one, just talking to everyone. No one was really like just pushed away in the corner and they've been good like on the ice if you need help with a drill or a play or something, they can explain it. So they've been really good. For you out of this season so far, you've had, you know, pretty pretty good streak about you. What do you want to see more out of yourself as you develop? Probably uh, better on face-offs. It's the biggest thing. Just, I don't think I'm too bad at them, but getting a little more consistent, like winning them, is probably the biggest. When you look about coming back home, you guys have been on the road a lot. You come back home now. How are you going to feed off the energy of this Maryland crowd? I think great like playing in front of them, they're pretty pretty electric. So I think the team in general just has more energy and like get up and go at home. Awesome. Matthew Croxel. A big thanks to uh, the players and head coach Clint Millimock for uh, taking the time out and uh, talking with me. Always good to speak with all of them. And uh, thanks to uh, Jess Thomas and Chris Rogers of the Black Bears for giving me the space as well. Those videos are up on Defending Den MBB. You gotta like that, and then you can check that all out there. The visual side of things, it's it's a good it's a good watch. See how awkward I get and not knowing what to do with my hands because I'm a radio guy and not a TV guy. Even still, uh, we get the things done. And getting speaking of getting things done, Evan Sofakitis gets things done. Uh, as he has made a commitment, he is the second commitment of the year for the Maryland Black Bears, and he has committed to the University of Maine. He will stay a Black Bear, and uh, he will have uh, have himself a little bit of time to develop. He is only 16. He won't be 17 until December, but he has made his uh, commitment to the University of Maine. So far, nine assists in 11 games this season, uh, part of the Little Caesars Triple A club last year, 16U, played uh, one game for the Youngstown Phantoms, is in that Youngstown pipeline and has been a solid player for the Black Bears coming into it. Uh, good offensively, good defensively. A uh, guy who's uh, going to stand up for his teammates as well. So always a fun time for that. So congratulations to Evan uh, in the commitment side of things. A little alumni news is there was a spicy one. There's a spicy alumni game up in Lake Superior as uh, Lake Superior State took on 
the University of Alaska Anchorage uh, this weekend, and it was a bit of a, uh, cla- a nice little a nice little reunion for some of these guys as six Maryland Black Bears alum were playing in this weekend's games. And we'll start off with uh, the two guys that kind of got into it. It was for Lake Superior State. Brian Huggins, who played on the 2021 team, had two assists on that Friday game, uh, which uh, the uh, Lakers, Lake State, won 5-1. to one. William Hackinson actually got five minutes of play in at the end of the game. Of course, he was last year's goaltender. Uh, broke a lot of single-season records. So, uh, yeah, he stopped both of his shots. Uh, Brandon Piku also played for Lake State. Uh, did not figure into any kind of points. Uh, neither did Connor Cole, Dylan Finley, or Gunnar Van Dam of Alaska Anchorage. But six guys in one game, uh, pretty solid, and shows you that the uh, the Black Bears can churn out D1 talent. Uh, so awesome to see all of that going on for them, too. Josh Nixon uh, playing for Union. They are the Scarlet Chargers, I think it is now. They got rid of their old name, and uh, now they are the Scarlet Chargers. A goal and assist for Union, uh, and uh, he had that on Friday night in Union's loss to Colorado College out in uh, Colorado Springs. So uh, there's that. Uh, he also had two assists against Army last weekend. Uh, Josh Nixon did for Union. Don't know why my voice cracked there. It's getting a little little emotional, I'm sure. Gavin Abrick, former uh, Black Bears goalie in the first year, uh, playing for Army right now, had 25 saves against University of North Dakota in their Friday game. Uh, Army unfortunately lost that one 7-2 to to the Fighting Hawks. And that's a wrap for the alumni news as we look ahead to this weekend, the Black Bears taking on the New Hampshire uh, Mountain Kings, the one of the two expansion teams in the East Division this year. If you look at the way too early standings, uh, right behind the Black Bears, only three points behind, eight five and one on the season, as uh, they are a plus four in the goal differential department. They've won th- their last three games as well, so they're a bit on the roll a roll right now, including they've had a game Sunday against Maine and uh, beat them in thrilling fashion as well. So. Uh, New Hampshire really uh, really could be a nice little test for the Black Bears, especially after the week that the uh, Black Bears had this past week. And they've got a well-balanced offense there. I mean, uh, Brandon Spaulding and uh, Sean Bradley uh, leading the team in points. Both have four goals and six assists. But up and down the board, they have a lot of players that can contribute. So it should be very interesting to see what uh, what can be done for this squad here, and also a little bit of a familiar face as Devin Nabosny comes back to the den. He uh, played six games for the Black Bears earlier this season, and he has one assist so far this season for or during his time with the uh, Mountain Kings. So we will see a familiar face there, and we'll have to go from there and see what happens. So if you guys want to get into that, you can get into the arena, Piney Orchard Ice Arena, in fact, and uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Friday and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. starts. There's going to be a, uh, on Friday night, the pumpkin carving judging contest of the players who uh, carved pumpkins this year. You get to vote on that, and uh, there you go. I think the winner gets a, I don't know, jack-o'-lantern head. I don't know what's going on. And then trick-or-treat uh, an hour before the game time. Um 
for the youngsters on Saturday night. So should be a good one. Last home weekend of the month. So check it out. Should be a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Letting me uh, talk at you for a minute here. And uh, yeah, good times, great memories. Uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den on the Face of Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters at Defending Den MBB on Twitter and ClutchandCrabHockey.com for everything else. You guys have a lovely, lovely time. Hopefully I'll see you at the rink this weekend. Come say, hey, I'll be in the penalty box Friday night. Uh, said something again. You know, you say something uh, to the refs and they'll put you in there. Didn't even mean to say it. It just happened. Yelling at the Coke machine. What can you do? In any case, you guys stay cool, stay healthy, stay happy, and I'll talk to you next time through. Peace.